This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Sellerson filling in once again for Sean Kelly. He's on his way back from Carson, California, and also Costa Mesa, where the Chargers have training camp and always a good Monday when the Saints win, and that's what they did last night in L.A., defeating the Chargers 13-7, snapping that long losing streak in the postseason, or preseason, I should say, improving 2-1-1. We'll have plenty of uh, reaction from tonight's game, from last night's game on today's show. Also, happy Solar Eclipse Day. Hope everyone is staying safe out there with the Solar Eclipse. I've uh, seen a lot of videos. Have not been able to really look at it, but I'm sure it's pretty cool. We got a full show today talking about the Saints. As uh, again, they won 13 to seven against the Los Angeles Chargers. The big play of the night came pr pretty early in the game. That's Alvin Kamara. Uh, I did watch the broadcast last night. Talked about the pronunciation of his last name, either Kamara or Kamara. He likes. Uh, Kamara, so we'll go with Alvin Kamara. Five carries, 61 yards, one touchdown in that long touchdown run of 50 yards. We'll hear from him in just a few moments. Also, Darius Victor with a nice night, 58 yards rushing on 14 carries. His longest was 11 yards. And also, Trey Edmonds getting some run last night, 23 yards on six carries. And uh, the receiving end, he had Michael Thomas with a catch, 28 yards. Trey Edmonds also had a catch for 22 yards. Same with Kamara. Also, the defense had a nice night with uh, Manti Teo recovering a fumble. Also had nine sacks or nine tackles, one sack against his former team. A.J. Klein, a very nice night. Chris Banjo got in on the action. We also saw a nice night from Adam Big Hill, who also had an interception. So lots of guys shining uh, for the Saints in preseason game number two. And uh, it was nice to see the defense really step up. No points allowed. They had that pick six. But uh, the Saints defense pitching a shutout last night in Los Angeles. So let's, uh, let's hear from the star from last night's game. That's Alvin Kamara. Again, five carries, 61 yards, that 50-yard touchdown run. Here's Kamara after the game with the reporters. First play, I mean, incredible blocking up front, you know. Good looks all week at, uh, at that play. So, I mean, just trust my eyes, you know. O-line got some good blocks and, you know, just then look back, kept going. Having now a couple of games, you've had some pretty good production. Um, just talk about how you feel in this offense and where it's going. Uh, I feel pretty confident. You know, every 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 week is a learning experience. You know, just got to keep getting better and keep keep you know piling on more knowledge and and, and you know more tools. Um, just every day, I mean, it's it's something new I can learn. You know, so I just feel like you know I I, I never know everything and I and I and I never know enough. So you know, always asking questions, always trying to trying to learn more. When you get a play like you get in the crease and you take it to the house and Saints fans look and say, that's what he's here for. Are you kind of saying, yeah, that's exactly that's what a, I'm Yeah, here that's, for. A, that's what I'm here to provide. You know, I'm just here to make plays, you know, however however they come, however I can get them, you know, however I can help the team. That's what I'm here to do. Did you know, did you have a feeling when you heard the play call in the huddle that that, that, could, yeah, that could have been a, a, big, a big play? I mean, we've been, we've been hitting it all week. So, you know, just like I said, trusting my eyes and trusting the, uh, the old line up front. They did a great job and I was able to get that big runoff. What does Adrian and Mark say? You know, they hype. You know, they was waiting for me to get back to the sideline. You know, they just told me keep keep trusting my eyes and keep keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I mean, 
big plays happen when you, when you, you know what I'm saying, you trust the process. You know, how much does it mean to, I guess, set the tone that way for the offense? No, it means a lot, you know. I think, I mean, it's a huge play to start off the, the game. You know, I think it, it just gets the momentum and it, it gets it rolling in the right direction. So the Saints back in action on Saturday, first preseason game at home. They'll host the Houston Texans. We'll have a couple joint practices with them uh, starting at the end of the week here. And then they'll wrap up the preseason next Thursday against the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, full reaction from last night's game on today's show. Uh, we'll hear from John Stinchcomb, Super Bowl champion, and Sean Kelly, who were on the call along with Joel Myers and John DeShazer last night in Los Angeles, and then we'll also hear from Mike Triplett, Saints reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation. We'll get his reaction on the game and kind of what to look forward to in these last two games here of the preseason. Remember, preseason game number three, usually the best chance to see the ones play for more than just a series here. So potentially Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, you might get the most reps out of them here in preseason game number three. So we'll have Mike kind of help us out what to look out for in these last two preseason games. Well, let's get to it. Let's get going here on this Monday, this uh, solar eclipse Monday, I should say. When we come back, Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb uh, with a final recap from Carson, California. Stay with us. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Your final score again from Carson, California. Saints beat the Chargers last night 13-7, 1-1 now on the preseason with the next one against the Houston Texans. Let's go back out to Carson, California. Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb were on the call alongside Joel Myers. Sean and John recap last night's game. Sean? All right, Daniel, thank you very much. John Stinchcomb here as we wrap things up in Carson, California. A win for the Saints. I guess <laughs> that may not be the headline for the, for the team right now. But for all of us who have seen 10 straight preseason losses, I'll take a victory in the preseason. Absolutely. Even if it is off 13 points. Hey, man, a win is a win, and uh, you want to you win. And everything you do, you compete to, to win the game. And tonight was a first in a long time as preseason goes for Saints fans. All right. What should we, now more importantly, what should we be most pleased about with the Saints in this win over the Chargers? First and foremost, that defensive performance was stellar. Uh, pressure from the linebackers. I think that linebacking core is, is really ramped up the, their level of play. Um, you had to like what you saw out of Camara, out of the backfield, in the screen game, catching balls uh, out of the backfield, that first 50-yard run, his patience and vision. There's so much to be positive about leaving game two. There's still work to be done, of course. Uh, you, you saw Ramchek for the first time in an NFL game, and he's going to have some growing pains along the way. But overall, you, you see what the coaching staff sees, what the scouting department sees, and what they hope to see more of from him as, as he just develops and grows. All right, uh, Professor of the O-Line, dig a little deeper on Ramchek for me. It looked like he got a variety of things to work through tonight, including guys like Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. And I was glad to see him get reps against quality defenders. 
Well, what, what he'll learn to do is play with more confidence. And right now, he's, you can see that he, he's a natural athlete. Um, he knows what to do and, and has good bend and good movement skills. But at some points in the game, he's more of a counter puncher than a, than a puncher. And that comes with confidence. You, you're confident that you draw the line in the sand and this is where I want to set to and this is when I want to throw my hands and you're not reactionary. You're reactionary against guys like Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa tonight or Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt next week makes it a challenge. You can't. You got to be able to dictate uh, when, when the fight occurs and um, when you're going to, to draw that line in the sand and he'll learn that. I, I mean, I don't know many guys that come in day one and have it figured out not to mention we mentioned it earlier uh, he's one year removed from not even taking a single snap in ncaa division one football so his upside is huge it's just a matter of how many reps can he get and and a little bit of a challenge is he's going to be counted on in the first week of the season and until you get teron armstead back so he doesn't have the luxury of uh, gaining knowledge and reps in practice, a lot of them are going to come with live bullets during games. Was there a player tonight or players that made a splash play or did themselves a lot of good in, in regards to furthering their NFL career? Well, I think A.J. Klein, uh, furthering his career, no, but solidifying his spot as probably one of the anchor points of that defense without question. Um, the, the tempo he brings, I think, is infectious to the defense. And... Uh, really, the entire linebacking core is playing at a high level. Um, so I'd start there. There's a number of guys that I think made some flash plays, splash plays, if you will. Kamara, obviously, early on. Um, you know, the, the secondary, I thought, really the whole defense across the board played well. But uh, to single out a couple of guys, you, you have to stick with Kamara and A.J. Klein for me. All right, so you got to win, and now you get to go back home. And as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> J.J. Watt and the Texans coming your way next weekend. Which, you know, everybody knows game three is, is when you're going to see most of the starters play extended periods of time. And uh, the closest thing that you'll get to regular season personnel groupings uh, for at least the first half. And it's a great dress rehearsal of what you're going to see in, in regular season. Now, the play calls might be a little different, a little more vanilla. But execution-wise, getting a rhythm, uh, trying to create an identity. Game three is very influential for that. Safe travels, my friend. See you next weekend. Same to you. John Stinchcomb, Sean Kelly from the smaller and quaint StubHub Center in Carson, California, where the Saints are winners by the score of 13-7. to Daniel, back to you. Thank you very much, guys. Those two will be back on the call with Joel Myers and John DeShazer on Saturday night again in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the Houston Texans. We'll put a bow on last night's game next and look forward to preseason games three and four with Mike Triplett of ESPN. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We continue to recap last night's preseason game between the Saints and the Chargers. Joining me now is Mike Triplett, who covers the Saints for ESPN's NFL Nation. Mike, glad to have you back on the podcast. Happy to join you. Uh, this is a very broad question to start off, Mike, but what were your initial thoughts on last night's win in Los Angeles? Well, look, I mean, for the second straight week, the Alvin Kamara show, uh, I think, makes the biggest impact uh, uh, maybe on a national scale, especially with the fantasy football implications. But, I mean, I, I've wondered how he's going to get on the field a lot with Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram around. But, uh, you know, you see this in practice, and then you see him doing it with the starters on game day. He sure looks like a guy that they're going to have to figure out how to get on the field. And then, you know, the encouraging uh, sign of how dominant the defense was. I mean, you have to put in a lot of disclaimers because it's preseason. They played against the Browns and the Chargers. Uh, they didn't face Phillip Rivers last night. But how can you not be encouraged when, when the obvious number one priority this offseason was to try to fix the defense? And, and not only did you see the defense playing well, but it was a lot of the newcomers they're going to count on, like A.J. Klein, Van Dyke uh, Alex Angelone, Alex Okafor, among others. Uh, this debate has been going on since preseason game started. When you are evaluating players that are trying to make the team or others that you have seen haven't seen much of, where do you find the balance of saying, well, it's only preseason, he should be playing well against you know third or fourth string guys, or, well, he's not playing well in the preseason, so that's a sign yeah. that he might not be a good player. How do you find the balance of trying to decide what these what types of players these guys are? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what you're actually seeing. Like, uh, uh you know, if, if a guy's racking up a ton of yards against third-string defenses, uh, then maybe you're a little less impressed. Or, or you know, if it's, if, if it's numbers more than something that really made you, you know, you know take a look and and uh, say, wow, that was a great play. But the, the players I mentioned, I mean, what Kamara's doing has been against first-string defenses. Uh, and the same thing with the Saints starting offense. I mean, the plays that their linebackers are making. The other thing is it's not just – We've only seen it in uh, in the games. Um, a couple of the guys that you're most encouraged with, uh, probably E.J. Klein would be at the top of my list since he's taken over to be sort of the quarterback of the defense. He's been doing that all summer, uh, and it's shown up uh, in these preseason games too. So kind of adds to the total impression he's making. So when you see like an off the offense for the Saints only score 13, not really too much to be concerned about, or is there a little bit of that? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's a little disappointing because you like to see them have have their day that you know boosts confidence and gets them in a little momentum. Mm-hmm. But it, it's certainly no concern when who was not playing. I mean, no yep. Dubry, no Adrian Peterson, no Mark Ingram, yep. no Max Unger, uh, no Ted Ginn Jr. Last night, I have a feeling uh, that that once you get that whole starting offense out there, we'll see the typical Saints offense that can score a lot of points. Uh, you mentioned some guys that have kind of impressed uh, so far. You mentioned Alvin Kamara, but uh, through two games, two preseason games, who's impressed you a lot that now could potentially make the 53-man roster based on how they're playing in training camp and in the two preseason games? Yeah, when you talk about making the 53-man roster, you know, in that first game, I think that's what Tommy Lee Lewis was doing. Uh, as good as he was last year, he was very much on the bubble. I still don't know if he'll be able to crack that top four receiver group because Brandon Coleman's been so good this summer, but seems like a guy that, 
you just you got to keep him around because every time you know every time he gets an opportunity, he proves he belongs somewhere on the roster. Uh, and then I'm writing a story uh, right now as we're speaking. I'm wrapping up a, a post that I'm doing on Adam Big Hill at linebacker. Um, you know, I I didn't have him originally written into my 53 man roster heading into training camp because I didn't really see a spot for him. But when you know when a guy makes a play like that interception at the end of the game, in addition to what he's been doing in practice and what he can maybe do on special teams, he's one of those guys that you don't know exactly where he fits on the team, but. Coaches reward those guys by, by giving them a 53-man roster spot and at least letting them earn their chance on special teams early in the year. Who are some guys that have some work left to do as far as either trying to make the squad or a position battle that you haven't seen that hasn't no one's run away with? Is there anyone that you have your eye on in the last two games that maybe is trying to make a team or trying to win a position battle? Well, uh, Corey Fuller at receiver is a guy who, who looked great in practice as a receiver. I think he's probably going to have to do something really special on special teams. And I should mention Chris Banjo since I'm mentioning special teams. He was down the ball on special teams last night. I I think he's written in pen on the 53-man roster now. But uh, I think that's something Corey Fuller is going to have to do because the receiver position is so crowded. And then two guys have been on the team for a couple years that are in trouble because of uh, – other guys stepping up in their position, you know, uh, Traverse Cadet has been such a good, valuable piece for the Saints, but if Alvin Kamara is going to sort of take over his role, I, I don't know where, what he's going to have to do to, to prove himself invaluable. He could be in trouble. And Stephon Anthony, the, the former first-round pick, you know, while these other linebackers, including Alex Anzalone, have had a real nice team, uh, Anthony needs to do something to, to force the Saints to keep him, and, and he's missed the last week of practice and game with injury. So uh, he's very much going to be on the bubble, and obviously the uh, the two guys trying to get that third quarterback job, Garrett Grayson and Ryan Nassip, uh neither one has really helped themselves yet enough during the preseason game, so they would have to finish really, really strong to, to force the Saints to keep a third quarterback. So you mentioned some players that still have some work left to do with two preseason games down and two to go. What do you want to see in these last two games from the Saints, whether it is a position battle or certain aspects of the offense and or the defense that you'll have your eye on Saturday night against the Texans and next Thursday in the finale against the Ravens? Well, two very different games. I think we'll, we'll see some of the starters play in the third preseason game, and we'll see nobody, <laughs> none of them play in the fourth preseason yep. game for certain. Um, I would love to see Adrian Peterson out there. I don't know what the plan is. Obviously, uh, since they're doing these joint practices with teams now, they don't feel as compelled to get the veterans out there in the preseason game. Breeze or Peterson or Ingram or Tim Thornton yet, but uh, obviously can't wait to see what what Peterson looks like. Even though it'll it'll probably be a small cameo if he does play, uh, you know he. Need to see a little more from Tegan Jr., and I wonder what that receiver competition is like right now. Uh, with Willie Sneed playing the entire game last night and being listed behind Ginn on the depth chart, uh, I'm curious who is the number two receiver is going to be on this team. So you might want to see that when the starters are out there. But other than that, uh, you know, continued play from the defense uh, in another uh, in another test next week will be sort of their last real dress rehearsal before the start, starters call it quits in the fourth preseason game. Now the most important question before I let you go, we're uh, recording this interview around 11.30. Do you have solar eclipse plans for this afternoon? 
<laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I'm just scared that I'm going to screw up and look directly into it or whatever. I haven't read all the proper warnings, so uh, I'm a little nervous that I that I haven't educated myself enough on uh, what I'm supposed to do, but uh, I'm going to try to look at it. Gotcha. Out the window. Protect those retinas, my friend. That's for sure. <laughs> Good stuff. That's Mike Triplett, Saints reporter for ESPN's NFL Nation. You can also follow him on Twitter at Mike Triplett. Mike, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Big thanks to Sean Kelly, John Stinchcomb, Alvin Kamara, and Mike Triplett for coming on. We'll uh, continue from training camp on Wednesday. Sean Kelly will be back in the hosting chair, and we'll get you ready for Saints and Texans on Saturday night. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and until Wednesday, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report.